0: Welcome to Money Talks. My name is Mike Campbell. I'm glad you're with us. Got a couple things coming up for you that I want to bring to your attention. One is we've got Neil McIver, portfolio manager, talking about the difficulty in this environment, whether we're talking about the impact of taxes, inflation, but also this push toward ESG. I mean, again, all of these things make it more difficult for you. We'll talk about what to do with it also with Peter Grandich, old friend back with us here. Now, Peter was the guy, by the way, who recommended uranium. Gosh, we're going back two and a half years. Nice call. I'm going to ask him what his update is on uranium plus copper, plus gold, silver. And what I'm going to ask, him to start off by asking this because I'm wondering, he's been in the markets a long time. So I want to know what's the biggest thing that worries him today? All of that coming your way, along with Victor, along with Ozzy. I've got Mike Levy's back with us uh, talking about that big debate is who's to blame for this inflation and interest rate rises, government or the central bank? We'll get into that. But first, one of my favorite all-time emails came from a person who stated, I don't know why, but Michael Campbell makes me so angry. Well, at the time I said, I think I know why people don't like their preferred narrative challenged, especially with facts and research. I mean, many people wrap up their identity with their political views and motion comes out when those views are challenged, because in effect, their identity is being challenged. And that's what turns an, I don't agree with you to, I hate you. But now I think it goes deeper than that. It comes down to how we process the world and make decisions. Well, for me, for example, I don't think it's tough to tell that I'm big on facts and research, driving evidence-based decision-making. I mean, I'm all about cost-benefit analysis of specific policies and the research and facts to support them. Heck, I think I'm about cost-benefit analysis when I figure out how to drive somewhere or when I go to the grocery store. Yeah, so that's my approach. But I'm clearly in the minority, which obviously puts me at odds with government, who, for example, as the Parliamentary Budget Officer stated, didn't do any cost-benefit analysis up to about $60 billion spent on climate-related projects since 2015. On the other hand, there are people who don't mind because there are people who tend to process the world through their emotions. How they feel plays a huge part in how they react to government policies. The point is, that's a very dangerous approach when it comes to finance and economics. I hope most people can appreciate, let's say we're talking your investments, Well, emotionally driven decision-making is a really good way to lose a lot of money. And most of us have to learn that lesson. The question is, how many times? See, what's noteworthy is that the top issues of the day are dominated, though, by emotion. Climate change, response to COVID, gender-related issues. Very tough to have, you know, sort of a reason or fact-based discussion. Emotion overrooms it. And we're going to add to that list, by the way, rental and a housing crisis. Yeah, And emotion, by the way, my point, not the foundation for finding effective solutions. So let me reiterate here. On Money Talks, my goal is not to change your political view. I couldn't care less about it. But I do care that we understand the full consequences of the economic and financial policies we choose, starting with the understanding that to make decisions without any cost-benefit analysis, well, I think that's an invitation to unintended consequences, including losing tens of billions of dollars. The point I want you to take away though, is that we're in a period where we can't afford it. The unintended consequences of decision-making are devastating and growing. I mean, massive federal spending, as I said, fueled by debt, along with the loosest monetary policy in history at a time of supply shortages. Well, come on, that guaranteed inflation. And now the bank of Canada is forced to raise interest rates in order to protect the soundness of the dollar. High food prices as part of the continued increase in the cost of living, all part of decision-making. Sky-high rents, lack of affordable housing. How about dangerous medical wait times? And energy prices are the unintended but direct consequences of government policy. And they are already crushing millions of Canadians. I hope you're not one of them, but you have to appreciate that we're talking about half the population. Well, especially though, low-income earners and young adults. We're going to see bankruptcies rising. Some people will actually lose their homes over the next three years. I think our standard of living is going to continue to stagnate. And whether you recognize it or not, no matter how we feel, these are the consequences of government policy. As J.P. Morgan famously warned, you can ignore economics and finance. Trouble is, they don't ignore you. Now, I appreciate that for many people. There's no sign that even that this registers with them but they're already feeling the impact of the consequences of bad decisions. That disregards facts or research and critical appraisal in favor of partisanship and ideology fueled by emotion. I'm worried about where this leads. We are not done yet. The hard lesson is that we're in a period where math and physics are gonna overwhelm political rhetoric and emotion. For example, what seems to be very difficult for political partisans of any stripe to appreciate is that bondholders, Mortgage lenders, credit card issuers don't care about your politics. They don't want to know who you voted for or how you feel. They want their interest payments and principal paid back. While governments focus on other issues that appeal to emotion of millions of voters, I can tell you, government and individual debt, bond market losses, along with pension fund, unfunded liabilities, well, they're going to be the dominant issues that impact you. In the meantime, let me finish by saying this. My goal was never to be liked. It was not to change someone's political view. It's to outline the consequences of the choices we make. It's to give you a map of what's coming, which, by the way, is why I'm proud that on Money Talks, as an example, how many warnings did I give about you must lock in your interest rates by the fall of 2020? We featured it at the World Outlook Conference in February 2020. We called it a 5,000-year low in interest rates with a huge probability that all the surprises would be on the upside. Well, that's certainly what's been the case. And I appreciate when several listeners and attendees to the World Outlook Conference have told me, it's been a lifesaver. Well, my point, though, today is that there is so much more to come that is going to impact you directly financially, where emotion driven analysis and decision-making is not going to serve you. Hey, by the way, let me just remind you to go to mikesmoneytalks.ca and sign up for the free newsletter. As I say, that's the right word. It's free. We get a chance to update you. Uh, I'm calling it three quotes and you're out, as you can tell on this show. I love quotes. We're going to start putting even more into it, get great response from it, but take advantage of it and take advantage of what we do on Mike's Money Talks, uh, Michael Campbell's Money Talks on Facebook, as well as Money Talks tweets. That's where you get to be kept up to date, informed with a ton of stuff you're not hearing elsewhere. So I hope you do it. Go and sign up for the free e-newsletter.